He speaks. He's broadcasting his thoughts. I thought we could help him. But I was wrong. It's time. We cut out the cancer. Yay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another sweet, sweet podcast. This is Kieran, the host of Citizen Frame, the spoiler-filled and harsh language podcast. Joining me tonight is the usual band of misfits. Trevor, what's going on? It's good to be back. Um, after coming back after my suspension without pay for talking too much about the lighthouse and David Lynch references. <laughs> it's good to be back, guys. <laughs> Sorry, you know we kept it up with us. I know, and I appreciated that cameo you gave me and David Lynch on um, the last, you know, the Halloween 3 podcast. Thank you, Colin. Yep. <laughs> You're very welcome, Trevor. I had to be done. <laughs> yeah. The minute he said that, I paused like, that motherfucker. The spur of the wind throughout it. And we've got uh, Colin there on the other end there. Yeah, big surprise. I'm back again. No way. Um, I know, right? People are like, oh my god, Colin's back on this one. That's- <laughs> yeah, that guy needs to go again. Why can't he leave like he did before? <laughs> well, we'll find out after this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, all right, here we uh, we popped this one in, and uh, because it came out during the pandemic and so forth, and pretty much just got streaming release and a couple of theaters here and there, so it wasn't a big hit that it should have been. Uh, yes, I say should have been. Um, this is a film uh, directed by James Wan, a director I have followed since his debut as a young one. He was 22 or 23 when he directed and wrote Saw. Um, probably one of the most successful and one of the most liked horror films in recent memory. Uh, obviously, he gave us the Insidious franchise. He gave us the Conjuring franchise. And he went on to do some action stuff, the Fast and Furious, which he regret doing because that was the that was the one that Paul Walker died during walked away went back to horror did Conjuring and did Aquaman after that and now he's back taking a break from the big blockbuster and giving us this little film called Malignant where do we begin I have no idea where to begin but if you ever want to sum up a film as a Japanese horror ghost story matrix meets <laughs> superhero, uh, superhero, well, we got the film for you. Um, I I have to say right now, it's ple- a pleasant, pleasant, pleasant surprise. Uh, James Wan, his technique in filming is just groundbreaking and some of the stuff he can do and what he does. Um, so good that he was the one who was asked to go to do action films because he does some shots in the in these all of us films that are just so clever, especially using the tumbler camera, the Panaglide, which we we talked about recently with Halloween. This guy's got a, a vision and he tells his story so beautifully, uh, even whether you like the story or not. And this is where we'll probably have the conversation with what we get. Oh, we will. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the opening scene. Um, the opening scene is always the grabber for any kind of horror film. Um, and obviously, we talked about it's just, you know, you meet, you meet the, the, the three main doctors that they're going to be getting their comeuppance. And it's an intro to a man called Gabriel, who just ripped the shit out of the surgery room. And the, the doctor says, it's time to cut out the cancer. You've been a very bad boy, Gabriel. <laughs> yes. 
Um, but it has, like, it has some kind of cool, subtle clues to what we're, we're going to come up with, the twists. If you know the film and if you know the twist, if you watch the film again, and I'm going to go on the limb here and say you guys only watched it once, uh, yes. <laughs> it's you catch the little subtleties of it. Like she, yeah, it's like at the start you see the socks on the person. Oh, and you're like, yes, that's odd socks. Yes, yes. You, I didn't catch yes, that the first the time. Children's socks. Yep. Yep. Um, and it's a panda. Um, so you, right there, you kind of know, you know, is this is a girl. Um, well, honestly, I was just like, is this some kind of mutant? Is this an alien? Yeah. Whenever you see the like, uh, yes. like the silhouette scene. Yes, it's quite alien, especially with you know it's consumed electricity. It's doing this and that. It's just like I see. Yes, X Files vibes as well. I got especially with it being set in nineteen ninety three, the beginning as well. You well, know. you know what? That's funny you say that. There's a lot of X Files fans out there, and I, I'll be honest with you, this movie didn't do quite well. Um, reviews are, are, are fair because it's a horror, horror. Horror doesn't get a lot of great massive reviews, but it's done okay review wise and. This is really geared toward pretty much all those genres I mentioned before. Um, Asian horror, especially. Um, two X-Files, you know. Um, there's a famous X-File one that I really enjoyed. God, it's one of the first episodes. I, I can't, it's Rubber Man, I think it's called. And you can go through the... What? The, the episode's called Tombs. You're talking about the mutant that comes back every 30 years and can cr- crawl through the, the sewers and stuff. Well, yeah, he can go through vents and shit. Yes, that's it. Him, it's it's yeah. called Tombs because yeah. the, the protagonist is called Eugene Tombs. Sorry, not the protagonist, okay. the antagonist. I do apologize. Well, no, no, that's okay. I knew you were an X-Files fan, so that's why I'm a little odd out if you're not a fan of this film because I think it does play on that kind of fan for, for that fan base. There was also an episode of the X-Files called DPO that it more particularly um, reminded me of. Um, about this um, teenager who can manipulate electricity. Okay. Uh, I think I remember that one, actually. Um, Jack Black's in it. It's one of his first ever roles in that episode, actually. Jack Black. Yeah. Can, can, can we take him seriously? <laughs> um, so, we, uh, so yeah, so we've got the opening sequence. We, we introduce that something's going on. Is this an alien? Is this a deformed child? Whatever it is, we don't know yet. But we cut to it and we see this... Uh, the scene where the boyfriend, what a fucking the, the husband, and she's lost a, a couple a couple children, so she knows she miscarriages like three times, I believe, already. But when he slams her against that wall and bangs her head, fuck, I even I felt that. But that's where when I first saw this, I was the, she kept rubbing her head a lot, which well, obviously you know why, because she did bang it pretty hard. Yeah. But right there, I right there, as they kept playing on it a bit, I kept thinking, okay, she's having an out-of-body experience, or she's seeing through the killer's eyes. That's pretty much the what we're an supposed to experience. Um, the boyfriend's death was pretty cool. We'll talk about that real quick because I talk about how the cam work he does. He is the camera flow in the in these movies just so fucking spot on. There's a great shot when Derek, the husband, is walking down the stairs and uh, walking around, and as he pans his neck around to the kitchen. The camera follows his, follows the, his neck with him. You know what I mean? It follows him. It's looking at him, but the camera follows his his, his turn, and it's Fair. it's beautiful shot. Well, that 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 is the one thing I will give to this movie. It is a beautifully shot movie, and the camera works fantastic. Yes. Um, there's one particular one where I think it's 
when she's running through the house and the camera oh. literally follows her up the stairs yes. and through the rooms yes. and everything. Yes, but it's great shot. But it's seeing from above her. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, like, um, but I think for me the visuals is kind of where this movie stops being good. Well, let me ask you. So we talked about one of your one of your faux pas with horror is that mm-hmm. it's not original anymore. Yeah. Um, it's more cliche. Same shit. Different director. Might be told a little better, but it's pretty much copy and paste. Pretty much, yeah. I thought, and the reason I wanted you on this one, um, I taught Trevor's experience with X-Files. I thought for sure he'd like it. But with you, I thought because this guy took, oh, God. here Even I was rolling my eyes. It was like, oh, God, here we go. We got the Jap- Japanese horror, the grudge, you know, the, yeah. you know, uh, the quick, quick. Quickie kind of movements, you know, the cracking of the bone, mm-hmm. the ring kind of quality yeah. to it. But he goes onto a completely different area, realm, way, way outside the box. So I thought that you would appreciate that. I did. Like, it's not a bad movie. It's just a lot of its execution kind of falls flat. Okay. Well, see, so in terms of like the character work, you know what? I will take that. You said it's not a bad movie, so that's a that's a. That... <laughs> I I, yeah, I mean, it's not like I, if somebody wanted to watch it, I wouldn't be like, no, don't watch that. It's garbage. Yeah, it's you know great visuals, but the story is a bit, uh, and there's some questionable. How do I phrase it? Decisions by characters, sense, yeah, and also <laughs> like the police almost seemed like. Um, kind of stereotypes in a way yeah cliched yeah um i wasn't overly a fan of the police officers or any of the police scenes actually because it didn't make sense um now the scenes with the the villain of the piece gabriel fantastic yeah 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 okay great character great action really well done the only thing that i would say is I think it probably also it probably would have been better if it leaned more into being an action with hints of horror than a horror with action. I I'm going to disagree on that one, but it's funny you bring up the cops. My biggest flaw in the film is casting. Yeah, the act- why can't we get why couldn't we get some good veteran actors to play the cops? Somebody like like uh, like a James Woods or James Remar, you know, uh, even a fucking Michael Bean or somebody somebody. Or fuck, even get a uh, boy Clancy Brown in there. Yeah, because I mean, it seems like besides the older cop, there's an older cop in it. Um, uh, her name uh, uh, drives a blank here. Uh, Moss. Um, I just think we sh- it would have been nice to pepper in a good supporting character actor of age. I mean, fucking the forensics girl's what twelve? Yeah, she was pretty. She looked like she just stepped off a porn set. You know, with like, the, yeah. the sexy. Oh, I'm a like I like I'm a sexy dental assistant. Oh, can I take down your particulars type thing? I was almost written <laughs> on it. You know? uh, no, but you- that's what I mean. Like you have the forensic detective who's just swooning over um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Shaw. Detective Shaw. Shaw, yeah. And her like her character is just pointless. Yeah. I, I- uh, Detective Moss. Genuinely, just plays like a black stereotype cop. Badass. I think it's really badly done. Well, I 
I actually didn't I have that. Cops, but you know, you know what? Who really pissed me off um, in terms of characters? Um, the two female leads, the two the, the main um, sort of lead, the, the sister um, Emily or whatever you know, her, her other name is, uh, and her sister mm. was fucking really annoying. You know, the sister who's an I, actress. I, I, the actor uh, Sydney, I think it is. Yeah, it? I, I'll, I'll give you the, uh, but not, not Madison. No, Lee was fine. She, she, she was, she was, she was. I thought she was bad. No, I. She com- was bad in the beginning. She was very wooden. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point. She, she doesn't know what, who she is. She looks like she's in a dream state the whole time, just walking around the house. The minute she bumped her head, she was not the same person. We got a glimpse of her for about two seconds when she comes off work and she's, "Hey, what's up?" Blah blah blah. But once she bashes her head in, once he bashes her head in. She switches off. It's just like she's in a numb state the rest of the film. And that's the whole point. So I think that's what her character was supposed to be doing. Now, her sister, I'll give you. I thought she was fucking annoying. Uh, Sydney. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Again, we should have got somebody. by fucking Gabriel as soon as possible. Um, yeah. I mean, but we got what we got. But I totally disagree with Madison. I think she did a pretty, a pretty, pretty solid, especially when she goes under. Her, her, her um, acting reminded me of the sort of acting you would get in fucking TV movies that are shown on like you know, Thursday afternoons on Channel Five. It was a bit. Oh no! Uh, it just. Uh, she uh, did, she did, I don't, just don't think she had the emotional depth to sort of. I don't know. She's not did supposed any of these to. characters. <laughs> She's not supposed to. I agree. With, I agree. I agree with the cops. Uh, they didn't bother me. There wasn't like a you know. They were just. They are. They're there. Just to uh, do a part. But Madison, no, no, she she did just fine. I thought I thought it was really, especially the prison scene, which we'll get. I know, but that's the best scene uh, in it. Yeah. So, yeah, we talked about that shot with the uh, the camera going above the house. Fucking gorgeous. God, this guy's. Can, can I say this? Well, and you're right. You, you uh, just wish he would. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go for it. What's up? No, you're right. No, no. What's up? I was going to say what, what, this is the thing that that, that sort of bugs me about um, James Wan's films in general. While he is, you know, highly skilled with with these great shots, and and you know the, the films look great from a sort of um, camera shot, you know, point of view and stuff. And he, you know, he reminds me of Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi was very like that, you know, with he was groundbreaking back, you know, with the Evil Dead and all those shots and and stuff. But what annoys me is his over reliance on jump scares. He doesn't. I was about to discuss that. Now, first of all, you you have this hard on for hating jump scares. You said this before, and I don't get that. It's a fucking horror film with a ghost story element. But yes, there's no yeah, buts. No, no, you but need yes, jump scares. That, that, yes, I know that. that yes, I know that. There, but the problem with James Wan's films and the jump scares is that there, there's there's no real tension building up to them. You, you know what I mean? Oh bullshit! Bullshit! There's a great scene where I didn't get up. Um, where. He's going after the the whole plot here is going after the three doctors that kind of yeah. cut him out, cut they cut him away from her. So he goes after the one doctor, and he has a tendency to he has great mislead jump scares, which I love. So this doctor's in his he's in his bedroom, and he's going in toward his closet. We see the closet door opening. We're like ooh, cliche. He's behind the closet door. He goes in there. Cut to he's not in the club behind the closet door. He, and then the guy sits down. Then we see his feet from underneath the bed. Oh, my God, he's going to cut the Achilles. Nope. He lifts his feet and goes into bed. And then once, he, once you're like, oh, God, not another fake jump scare. That was one scare. of the better scenes. And then, well, that's what he does. That's all the stuff. I'm, I, I'm just trying. You, you have this thing where you say he doesn't do. He does it perfectly. In but, fact, he's quite. He, and, he, and his scenes aren't. 
25 minutes drawn out, whether you're sitting there and you got to, he's walking through the clouds and he's doing this. That scene lasted four minutes, if that. I that think whole, what actually, got three. To, to be fair, I think what actually lets down the tension of a scenes is the sometimes unconvincing characters and acting. Yeah, I would give you that. In this. And you actually, you find yourself, I find myself personally not caring for the characters. You know, and in fact, I was <laughs> with films like that where I don't care for the characters. I'm one hundred percent on the side of the the bad guy in this case, Gabriel. You're, you know, you're 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 not. Necess- I'm actually with you there. Well, you're not necessarily supposed to because we don't know what these people have done. Technically, at this point, we think this guy has these doctors have done some um, pretty you know dis- disturbing work to these to these at point probably children or whatever they were before we found out who Gabriel was. Mm-hmm. So at the time, we thought they were the villain, technically. So the whole point of you guys thinking that, oh, we don't care about it. Well, we're not supposed to at this point. Well, no, but like Trevor and I aren't rooting for Gabriel because, oh, the doctors are bad. We're rooting for them because we're like, oh, at least the killer has... Charisma? Something interesting. Yeah. He's interesting. He, He's an interesting gotta admit, character. Gotta admit, when he stabs that guy in the face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, that's what I mean. The, the, the Gabriel scenes carry this movie along with the visual aspect. Agreed. But that's, that's kind of it. But that's pretty big. That's pretty much but it's not. 70% of the film. No, it's not. It, yes, it should be about 50-50. What, what about the, um, uh, when, you, when they go down to the uh, Seattle um, uh, the underground. Museum Underground, which is real, by the way. It's a yes. true story about Seattle. Um, and we talk about the, I talk about the subtlety of the scares. When the uh, the mother, we find out it's the mother, actually, the tour guide, and she hears the noise, and the lights go out. And he's like, oh, here we go, cliche again, right? And then you hear, boom. And she said, okay, guys, get out of there. And then she hears the sound come closer. And then it's all dark, and she's and she, she's pants back, and she's got to run back to plug back in the lights. And you hear the noise coming faster and faster, and she plugs it in. She turns around. Nobody's there. Again, you're like, oh, God. And you're like, oh, my God. And then you look up, and boom, jumps her. No, I, I just roll my eyes. Ah, oh, yeah, come on. I mean, you're telling, it's because... Um, you guys are just big bullies. It's it's because of the, the tension isn't you know, it, it feels contrived and and I, I you even said it yourself, Kieran cliched, you know. There's nothing really. It's all old tropes, you know, and it's characters you don't care about, and it's like we've seen it all before, you know, you know, um, type thing. Um, however, um, as Colin was saying, you know, definitely the Gabriel stuff, although it's completely bonkers and over the top. Um, it, it it's the the main sort of it's the best part of it of the entire film. It is well, the that, uh, the prison lockup, if you will, is one hundred percent the oh, best scene in the movie for me. So it is. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, oh I, what God, I love about it, it is uh, as well. I mean, it's a, it's a brilliant scene all around. But what I love as well is the cheesy over the top female um prisoners. You know, the the badasses. Who are like you know the, 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 they're like sort of you know it's, it's characters yeah characters yeah. B movie acting and all it's like who's this fucking bitch here you know <laughs> I don't know why I did an Australian accent by the by the way um, but maybe I'm thinking it's prisoner cell block H um, but it, it's like but you know no, I, but they get to come up on something and it, it's great fun to watch yeah yeah the hooker yeah the redneck lesbian oh yeah, yeah. they're all and the, the girl the girl with the mullet she's Australian. <laughs> Right, that's so. Said Zoe Bell. She was the lead in Tarantino's was that Zoe uh, Bell? Death Proof. 
That's the girl from Death Proof, the lead? Yes, yes. That's her. She's in a lot of um, Tarantino films. Yeah, that's her. Um, But, yeah, but when we... So when we find out that... uh, I mean, I like the whole thing. I do think it's funny (laughs) that the girl, the actress, is her sister, is going to drive up to this... Oh, where is it? Oh, it's some kind of a asylum, uh, from the, asylum from, from the Adams yeah. from years ago. Years ago. So she drives up there. And it's fucking the size of California, this thing. Yeah. It's like a <laughs> It is pretty massive. How the fuck do you... They could have made it a little more subtle. It's like a haunted There's house. also... Yeah. There's one part... Actually, specifically to that scene that annoys me. When you see her driving, and you can clearly see that it's pretty close to her, it's daylight. And then when she pulls up, it's yeah. dark. Does not get dark. Always missing was the thunder and lightning. And there's a lot of cliches. Oh, 100%. In this. There's even a spooky house. Yes, and I'm okay with that. But <laughs> it is it's how he handles the cliches. Cliché doesn't make it's a bad thing. No, no. Slow, slow burn doesn't make it's a bad movie. It's just how the how the process. There wasn't, and you guys don't don't even don't even go here in this one. Do we? This was not a boring film. This movie kept on pace. It just went to one scene to the next. You might not appreciate some of the characters and the acting. I understand that. But this pacing was spot on. I, he knew when to get out of a scene and when to get out. I felt that the uh, first half w- was a bit dull because of the predictability and the cliches. However, it, it does really ramp up um, you know, pace whenever and becomes much more enjoyable whenever they go full on with Gabriel. Yeah, 100%. Um... <laughs> What do you guys think of the big plot? So this whole time we're all thinking it's she's banged her head and now she's taking the she's seen through the eyes of a killer or she's being haunted by a personal demon from the from her past or even her her uh what do you call it, her uh her imaginary friend yes. is actually turned into somebody real or a ghost and, and trying to protect her or whatever it's trying to do. But what we do find out that it was a, a tumor that actually became almost like a Siamese twin, like a... Yeah, uh, it's a teratoma. Yeah, and so they have to... And I think it's kind of a tough little scene to watch. But they have I to, mean, it, it, it's it's basically the brain version of... Uh, what's that thing from uh, Total Recall? Quato. Yeah, Quato. 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 Yes, that's mm-hmm. right. That's right. That, I mean, that's all that is, except for being not being in his chest. It's in her brain. Back of her head is a whole other human. Yeah, so they have to... That's the only part that kind of annoys me. I'm just like... Yeah, the, the no. science is absolutely abysmal. Oh, my God. Are you really going to judge but, the science but on no, this let, one? Let me finish. Let me, let me finish. But it is a horror film, so... And it is obviously fiction, so... I, I, I can get on board with bad science as long as it's, you know... As it's, as it's, as it's, you know, it's explained in some sort of shape or form. Which, to be fair to this film, it does. Unlike um, Universal Soldier, which um, which just like sort of breezes over the, the shit sense, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when he when he breaks she breaks out of the prison. Uh, prison. We find out the transition, uh, which makes sense because I do think the there's a cool scene after. The guy, when the doctor gets it in the uh, hotel, the hotel, his apartment, the cop runs after him. Um, it's a nice little chasing. And what I liked about it was not necessarily the cop's an idiot for going after him in such a deep, deep, dark area. Ballsy, but I would ask for backup in two seconds. Um, is the movement of Gabriel 
and how they handled because technically Gable's Gabriel is running backwards. Yeah. yeah. And almost like a uh, like a praying mantis. Yeah. Is that how they walk? Kind of a little bit? How they're built? But, Mixed with Neo from the Matrix. That's just the coat, though. That's <laughs> just the coat, yeah. Uh, I just thought it was just so fun. The first half was like, what, what am I watching here? Is this a ghost story? Is this about, about body experience? And then once you find out that it's her the whole time, but it's Gabriel's part of the brain that has taken over, and her brain comes out of the back of the head, and that's his face. <laughs> It's. I mean, as I explain this, I like the gore. I like the gore generally. Yeah, I mean, and, and let's let's talk about after the breakout of the uh, the president, which is fucking brilliant. You guys want to see some gore? I'm not going to explain it, but stomping on heads, oh, a lot of compound fractures. But when she goes to the cops, <laughs> she just rips into them, and there's a beautiful shot where the camera's shot from the ground up, kind of like a video game. And you can see her, him, just chopping off limbs and just going nuts. And the, and the movement and the way it's shot is gorgeous. Especially the, the way they got to keep in, in the character of that he, she is fighting backwards. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Something you guys are praising the best parts. And the best parts are pretty much most of the film. Yeah, but, well... What it, to, to me, the film can be taken um, in one or two two ways. Either you think this is over the top, bonkers madness, and it's shit, or it's it's almost like a sort of horror parody, um, and you just you just run with it and you just take it for what it is and, and enjoy it. So it was sort of torn in two ways. It was like, do I take this serious and really, um, you know, criticize it and say, well, you know, that's a bit, you know, I don't like the CGI, which I really didn't like the CGI in it, you know, especially when, um, like, the, the her point of view was changing and stuff. Or else do I just say, you know what, this is batshit crazy, over-the-top madness, and it's a, it's almost like a porn, or sorry, a porn parody, <laughs> um, a, a horror what? parody, and I'm just going to... You didn't like, you thought, you, you thought the transition when she was going under... To go to the location where she actually was, yeah, that was poor CGI. Um, it, it wasn't completely seamless or or, or unconvincing. It, it felt like um, it felt like it was done on a computer to me, and I, mean, right, I have a bit of a chip right. on my shoulder with CGI anyway. And I feel that it works best in science fiction and not horror. Um, so I, well, I, technically, this is this this crosses the line. This yeah, is a little grab bag yeah. of everything. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, all right. Well, we saw a different film in that in that in that aspect. Um. I do like the. I mean, you guys talk about it playing for laughs. A lot of the dialogue is played for laughs. He did a lot of the same thing with Saw. Um, we're leading up to where Danny Glover is investigating. Uh, the cops are investigating. Uh, you know the uh, jigsaw, and this kind of does the same thing. Um, he's going through all the medical books. The cops, shy and he looks, and he, all of a sudden there's USB sticks. <laughs> and as he's trying to solve it, and the USB sticks just happen to be her. He sees a picture of a girl, aged just by thirty years. He assumes it's her already. Yeah. And then he comes back. Hey, there's the girl you were looking for. What do you mean? Isn't that the girl in the picture? And he does a CGI. You know that thirty year. Oh, cops can do that yeah. now. But it looks just like her. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course they're going for a little bit. I think at this point, when the brain turns into a monster, I think at this point, oh, Mom's like, okay, guys, yeah, let's have some fun. Yeah. Um, um, and- I must say as well that the, the child actress um, playing the young Madison, 
or Emily, whatever her real name was, was really bad as well, really wooden. <laughs> but, you know, you know, she's just a kid, so she gets away with it, you know, to a certain extent. Again, I'm going with the fact that it's a, it's a broken character. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, I don't know, and all in all, this gives you a little bit of everything. Um, just the choreography of the action scenes. You know what this film, you know what this film reminds me of? And it reminds me of olden De Palma Cronenberg films. Yeah. It was definitely a Cronenberg. It reminds me of, it reminds me of, ironically enough, we'll talk about soon enough. It had a Scanners slash Their Fury by De Palma. Even a little bit of Cronenberg's Dead Ringers. Yeah. In this. It, it, and again, that's why I'm shocked, Trevor, and you being an X-Files fan, this is made for you. But it's, it's all to do with the execution. And, um, I mean, you mentioned people like the Palma and Cronenberg. Um, th- those guys are, to me anyway, um, much superior directors than James Wan. Now, it's not all bad with James Wan, but I do have issues with you know um, some of his stuff. Um, and some of his, you know, I mean, he's great techniques, he's great filament techniques and stuff, um, but I just don't think he is as accomplished and, and makes anywhere near as good films as, you know, the um, previous two you mentioned, the, the Palma and Cronenberg. Um, with Cronenberg's, with, with the, the, the body horror stuff, it's genuinely disturbing and upsetting, um, whereas this, it's hard to take serious. Oh, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't going for realism where where yeah, Cronenberg would take this story. It would would play would, would play it more straight. By the way, Dead Ringers is a piece of shit. Don't see it. It's so bad. There's a new LA, version coming out, by the way. LA. Oh great. Let's remake that piece of crap. Um with, so your, the, with your girlfriend, um, what do you call her, who was in um, Doctor Sleep? She's oh, your, my girl Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson, apparently. Yeah. Um now I'm not gonna ask kiss this movie the whole time. I think it cheats. Um, and we're talking about the hospital scene. This is where it kind of, uh, I got a problem. I wanted a better ending. So when you kind of suck at the ending, I'm going to, I'm going to, gotta, I got to, you know. Yep. Give it, well, give the it. end sucks because it's basically just, it's a cop you out. You might get a sequel out of this. 100%. It's a cop out. Well, not even that. Not even that. No, it is. No, it's, I know. No, essentially, no. I'll be ready for you next time, Gabriel. I'm, no, I'm going deal. back. It's not, not even that. Because in all fairness, that's the only way she could win. That's no, it. it's not. What she can do? She could have died. Or blow her head off, I guess, yeah. I wanted Gabriel yeah. to win. Um, that would have been a better end than seriously. Oh, oh you, okay, sick freak. <laughs> no, but... Now, either she dies or Gabriel wins. It, I'm okay with here's either Here's what the I have. one is just basically, yeah, we might get a sequel out of this. Yeah. The cop gets uh, uh, his ass kicked, arms broken in the police precinct. His partner his gets sister sli- gets a bed flipped on her and, and slice- somehow yeah. is fine. Go ahead. Oh, just, yeah. Get there. <laughs> just gets bed thrown on her is fine. Madison slash Gabriel gets shot, yet somehow is also fine. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem I have. Continuity. Now, I don't expect continuity in a film like this, but when it comes to those kind of continuity, I do have a problem. So the cop... Mm-hmm. Uh, who gets who's arms broken? He shows up the same time, pretty much they show up, which is pretty much impossible. Um, and not no, no backup. And yes, a bed gets a hospital bed. By the way, we're not talking a little nice little mattress here. A fucking hospital bed thrown on top, and she in and, and uh, she's pretty much should be crushed to death or legs at least broken 
Massey gets shot, mm-hmm. what, three times in the back. So the twist is, sister gets her head blown off. And, and you're like, oh, my God, he sm- he kills the mother. Turns out, you know, we, we won't go through that whole plot twist because I'm getting a headache now. But <laughs> then it, it turns out that he, Gabriel, was just dreaming it or thinking he was doing it. But she has taken over because she just found out that Gabriel has been, this is kind of creepy, eating the fetuses of her miscarriages. That's why she's been having miscarriages. I always felt so that. She's been, I, I, she I always eat- felt that from from was revealed that she had had miscarriages. Once Gabriel came on the scene, I always just assumed that he was behind it. You know, I knew that, but she didn't. So he, once she finds that out, she kind of it, it infuriates her. So she takes she takes back her mind, and he ends up not killing Madison or killing the mother. He just thought he did it, and she has imprisoned him in the back of her brain. <laughs> she lifts the bed because she says, "If Gabriel can do it, I can do it." I was like, "Oh God!" She lifts the bed. Mm-hmm. She comes out of there completely feeling great, legs not broken, um, and everyone's happy. They all live happily uh, ever after. Yeah, I thought the ending was kind of a big cop out. There's a cool little movie called Lights Out. So if you guys haven't seen it, everyone, you know, you know, you might want to pause or whatever. I'm gonna give you the ending here. But it's about a mother who has an imaginary friend. Um, but the imaginary friend is dangerous. So the mother has these two kids, destroys your marriages, destroys the relationship with their family, but now this imaginary friend is going to kill her kids. And at the end of the film, the only way out she can do it to protect her family is to she blows her head off. She blows her friend. She blows her head off. Yeah. She has to to end the imaginary friend. That's the kind of ending, like you said, this kind of maybe needed. Um, Proper emotional, uh, proper emotionally powerful ending, which is what it should have instead of everything wrapped up in a nice little neat bow. Yeah, I thought the ending seemed very rushed. Um, they had this really cool escape scene, fucking Matrix X style, just fucking brilliant. And then you, the last five minutes, you dropped the ball there, James. You could have given us something a little better, better outcome where, I don't know, something. Uh, maybe brain surgery, I don't know, something. Let the sister die. Let there be more casualties. Um, but we didn't get that. I think he just wanted to keep it in the vein where the second act went, which was more, I guess you could say, tongue-in-cheek. And that's what we got. Uh, let it down a bit. Malignant. Available to yeah, stream right now. Yeah, sums up this movie, really, doesn't it? <laughs> it's malignant. Now, Colin, your review, real quickly, you didn't talk much on it, because I know we were probably over-talking you. But what did you think? I mean, just real quick, quick, quick sentence. It's not a, obviously, you clearly know there's competency behind the lens here. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's uh, always yeah, a good way to start a review. There's, um, there is a, a extreme duality to this movie. It is painfully average, but it's also brilliant. All right, fair enough. It, it's the only way I can describe it. It's just a moment you're just like, oh god, here we go again. Roll your eyes. Here comes another jump scare, and I'm I'm the same as Trevor with that one. It's just they're predictable as hell and even the misdirects in this one they're still predictable as hell because you know that they're still coming it's just it's not going to get there when you think it is uh it would have been better if they just 
didn't do a jump scare altogether kind of thing, and you'd be like, oh, that was just no, a pleasant surprise. That would that would piss me off. No, I'd have been okay with that. But yeah, great, great actual... Yeah, in terms of the visuals, great. The character of Gabriel, great. Everything else, just kind of, meh. And the action scene is also great. All right, I pretty much agree with Colin. Well, next week, <laughs> <laughs> on that note... <laughs> Um, I liked a lot more than you guys did. Um, the funny thing is, Colin, especially with you, Colin, uh, with what we done with the Halloweens and so forth, and the Ghostbusters, and lately, because you and I never really agree. Lately, we've mm-hmm. been on the same page with most films. Do you notice that? Ah, uh, but that's because you know that I enjoy Halloween. That's fine. On Ghostbusters. Okay. Well, I mean, Malign- I, I, if anyone doesn't like Ghostbusters, or something wrong. I actually know Malign- someone who hates but- Ghostbusters, the original. Oh, that's just stupid. I know. It's sacrilege. <laughs> Wait, who does? Pardon? Who hates Ghostbusters? Yeah, I, I know someone who hates Ghostbusters. Yeah, the original. And it's you know, so so that means you know Hitler. A special place in hell for that person. <laughs> no, someone worse than Hitler. <laughs> um. Yeah. Listen. Uh. What, what my point is that Kyle, we see you seem to. I seem to like the film a little more, but you always seem to be on the same page. Like, listen, it's not offensive. Where usually you'd be like, "Oh, this piece of shit, horse crap." That's all. Forget it. Um, no, yeah. Listen, I love James Wan. I like all of his stuff. Um, I disagree with the jump scares. I disagree with uh, the Madison character. The rest of the characters I'll give you guys are pretty much spot on when it comes to the acting. It's pretty wooden. Um, but uh, but James Wan has got something there, and I'm and you're right. He's he's wet behind the ears. He's still young. He started out with like I said, very young with Saw. But every time he tells a story, it just I'm just so entertained and so what's the next shot he's gonna do, how clever is it gonna be, how fun is it gonna be. This isn't his best film by any means. Conjuring's still my favorite. But I'll tell you what, the way he tells the story and draws you in, it's not a dull moment. Uh, and Dodd, did he fucking go off the deep end with this one? Um, I was laughing my ass off with the prison scene. Good fun. Good roller coaster ride fun. That's all this movie was. Um, you're not gonna take much from it, and I think that was his whole point. I am let down by his ending. You put all this hard work and some great visual stylings, but you couldn't give us... This happens with any, a lot of Hollywood films, don't they? They can't give us fucking five minutes of a different ending. Yeah. You know, give us something. We talked about it with Ghostbusters. We've talked about it with you know uh, plenty of films where it's just, give us a fucking rewrite. Give us something. Don't rush it. Uh, but unfortunately, that's what we got. Uh, but at the end of the day... I want people to see this and just enjoy for what it is. Good fucking Japanese horror sci-fi fantasy fun. That's all I can. That's all I can leave it with. Leave you guys with. Uh, but there you go. That's a wrap. <laughs> that's a wrap on *Malignant*. Yes. Now let's not do what the movie did and ruin it in the last five exactly. minutes. Exactly. Goodbye, everybody. Let's end on a big sort of crazy <laughs> climax. <laughs> so well. Yeah, Colin. Colin is like my long drawn out endings. Yeah. So, I don't know. so I'm not going to do that now. Sorry, listeners. I know you enjoy them, but back when I was a child, God, <laughs> I remember the days. <laughs> Is this when you were growing up with Harrison Ford? Yeah, damn right. Um, uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining me as always. No problem. Uh, we'll be back with another sweet, sweet episode. Um, we're going to wrap this one up. Follow us up. Follow us on Citizen Frame underscore podcast and, of course, Facebook. And give us some comments and feedbacks. We'd love to hear what you think about uh, Malignant uh, because it's so 50-50 split, really, with this film. 
I, I, I bet like us. Madison and Gabriel themselves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> wow. See, this is what I meant. We should have just ended it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would have had the bad joke. Yep. We need a bad joke at the end of every podcast. God. All right, guys. Wrap this one up. We're out of here. Take care. Bye-bye.